Hello, and thank you so much for joining us and listening into the Barker Bites podcast. We have a great episode for you today. We have as our special guest, Dan Hong from the Barker Marketing Team. Dan is our SEO manager, SEO specialist, SEO guru, uh, who focuses on helping our clients be seen online. So when people are searching for products, services, questions that they have, our goal is to get your company, your business, your website found in Google search. Dan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Dan, let's just kind of jump in here uh, and, and maybe give people a little bit of background. Uh, how did you actually get into search engine optimization, SEO? Yeah, so that's a pretty interesting story. So um, I had no you know, formal SEO background in terms of schooling or, or anything like that. But um, you know, I kind of just happened to stumble upon the industry as a whole through like a, a YouTube video, right? It's completely unrelated to, to uh, what I was doing in school. I was more like um, technical computer information systems type thing. But when I found, you know, this industry and realized, you know, hey, you can make money off of it. There are lucrative careers in it and everything like that. Just understanding the game, um, it was really interesting to me because it, it was like that. It was like a game. And, you know, from there, I basically, I, I studied just using all online resources until it got to the point where, you know, I really wanted to pursue this. And then from there, I basically built my own kind of like website to help practice and, and hone my skills. And then from there, um, that's how I found, you know, Barker. So that's terrific. Yeah. And, and I love that analogy of it being like a game because you're trying to level up all the time, right? There's a new, uh, a new villain to, to beat. A new competitor pops up in search results and overtakes you. Uh, it's always a game and you're always looking to take it to that next level. So Dan, fast forward to today. Um, you've been uh, working on search engine optimization for our clients for uh, several years now. You have a lot of website development where we build websites from the ground up. We work on brand new companies with fresh domains. We work on companies with uh, domains that have a lot of history. You work with our clients on developing SEO for new sites and then also ongoing SEO. What do you like doing the best? So when it comes to crafting an SEO strategy, you know, one of my favorite things is working on these ongoing campaigns where I can constantly try to, you know, push the envelope and try to innovate and try to find these new most effective tactics because the industry is a moving target in, in, in general, right? Um, every six months ish, Google will release some huge update and they completely change the game. And then from there, a lot of SEOs will kind of run around with their heads cut off, trying to, trying to figure out exactly what to do, what the next silver bullet trick is, or, or what the next, you know, optimal strategy is. I like, to kind of focus on the, the fundamentals and then try to see if I can apply them in different ways and then create a customized strategy from there just because, you know, it, it keeps things interesting. My favorite part about working on these ongoing SEO campaigns is just that they're interesting, right? It's different every single time. And for every industry, there'll be, there'll be these, these different nuances, even though the fundamentals kind of remain the same. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. Those fundamentals are consistent and there's consistent SEO principles. But um, when you couple uh, changes in algorithms and updates from uh, the search engines, it does become interesting and it does tie back to that game analogy. And we have to relearn, retry, retool 
uh, to get the, the optimal results. And then uh, you tack on to that a, a global pandemic, which we're going through right now. Talk us through how that maybe has changed uh, search habits, internet habits, and maybe what businesses can do to kind of take advantage of that right now. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, we're definitely in, in uncharted territory here. These are unprecedented times. Um, so there's a little bit of um, uncertainty in the industry. But the thing is, at the same time, they're, they're, we're kind of um, experiencing this, this cultural shift, right? There's more online search traffic now than there has ever been in the past. The reason for that, obviously, everybody's at home. But even once this pandemic is over, this is like a lot of people who had never been using, you know, search before, um, they were kind of forced to to adapt and learn how to use it. So moving forward, even as we as we as we move past this, these new search trends, the amount of people using the internet, that will continue to to go up, right? So there's there's a huge opportunity for businesses just because there's a new pool of people who are are now using online search when they hadn't been before. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head when you said that internet traffic has never been higher. We're seeing that internet traffic, social traffic, search traffic, traffic to video sites like YouTube and Vimeo are absolutely through the roof. And all of these things really tie back to search engine optimization and looking at how we drive it and generate more traffic uh, back to our client's website. So for those that are listening, um, yeah, there's been, uh, obviously your, your business is impacted during this pandemic, but there's a lot that you can do right now to set yourself up for success when things resume. So um, developing great content, thinking through problems people have right now, um, maybe looking at optimizing for a variety of different terms can really drive uh, value in the medium and long term, and that actually might uh, provide a nice transition to our to our next question here, um, Dan. When we get clients, oftentimes that come in that are looking specifically for search engine optimization, you're probably going to chuckle, but we we get this all the time. I want to rank well for X. I want to rank well for one given term. Um, in your mind, is that a, a good sound strategy? And a leading question, I know your answer. <laughs> but um, uh, what do you say to people when they come in and, and have a very singularly focused uh, keyword goal? That's a great question. And you know, we, we do get this all the time. That's kind of the number one thing that, that we have to deal with when, whenever somebody says they want SEO services. You know, I want to rank for this. Um, and you know, there's a couple reasons why this is not the optimal strategy. Well, one, you know, 99% of the time, your target audience, the people who would be buying your services are not directly searching for your services. You know, most of the time, they'll be somewhere else along that buying process. They'll be doing research. They'll be looking for information before they buy. So, you know, you need to be there throughout the entire journey, right? The entire, every single stage, whether they're just in the very beginning stages seeking information, um, or they're actually ready to pull the trigger and buy something from you. Um, you need to show up that way. You can basically warm yourselves up to that audience. Also, you know, when people are doing the research, that's really where most of the search traffic comes from. Um, most of the time people will be researching. They'll be asking questions about different things. And this is where you can get a lot of traffic and really uh, establish yourself as a thought leader. That way, when it is time for them to buy and they're ready and they do the search and then your name comes up for that as well, and they've seen you before, um, 
you know, then they'll be ready to, you know, they'll be much more likely to convert. Yeah. And, and I love this strategy because when you go through and optimize a website, you're optimizing for a variety of different terms, variations, derivations, and terminology. Uh, none of us search the same exact way, right? Uh, there are different patterns, of course, uh, that we look at and we can uh, try to optimize towards, but we need to take a much more holistic strategy. And as Dan just mentioned, focus on those questions or those challengers or those um, items of, of research that they're looking for. And if we can do that, we're going to drive a lot more traffic back to our website and get in front of a much wider audience. And uh, you, made a, you made a good point there, but you know, people are using all sorts of different keywords or, or terms you know, when they're searching for the exact same services, right? People will naturally just type in different variations of a similar keyword when they're looking for the exact same thing. So we want to make sure that we're showing up for as many of these different things as possible. Otherwise, you know, we're kind of just losing, uh, we're leaving a lot on the table. And then also when you kind of factor in um, this whole idea of uh, semantic search, where, where Google is really trying to get a better understanding of, you know, the intent behind a, a search rather than just I type in this keyword, I have to show a result that shows this keyword. They're really trying to understand the reason behind why somebody is performing a search. So in order for them to do that, they need to look at these semantically related keywords, these, these secondary types of keywords that would kind of tip them off as to what your content is actually about. So simply put, even if you want to rank for that main one keyword, in order for you to get there, you're going to need to start optimizing for these secondary related phrases as well. Yeah, that, that's great. And that's a nice segue kind of into our next section. We'll, I'd love to get your thoughts and, and take and, and guidance for everybody listening on how to actually do that keyword research. So you, you mentioned that Google is looking for a variety of terms. Even if, you, even if your goal is to rank for one specific term, you can't just... Uh, flood your site with that one term, you need to look at all the semantic re semantically related terms that go along with it. So when you're doing keyword research, walk us through that. Talk a little bit about things like buyer intent and competitive analysis. Yeah, sure. So, you know, the first thing, you know, when we're, we're not focusing on one singular keyword and, and, you know, we're really focused on, you know, the intent of the search. And we're also looking for, you know, all these different sub topics that we can be covering on your site things that google would be looking for when they when you know if you want to establish yourself as a thought leader in that industry these are types of content that google would expect your site to have so for example um you know one strategy that we like to do when we're creating um, a keyword optimized seo strategy is creating dedicated service type pages for all the different sub services that you offer so for example say you're like a painting company you know, what are some of the other topics that you could be covering rather than just, you know, painting in, you know, this city? Um, you could be talking about, you know, commercial painting, house painting, interior and exterior, patio painting, all these different subtopics that are still related to, to, you know, the idea of painting. When somebody is looking for a painter and when Google wants to rank sites that focus on that, these are different subtopics that Google, Google would kind of expect your site to have if you're credible. Creating those, those types of pages is kind of the first step. Um, another thing that we also like to focus on is this idea of you know, geography and location-based pages, right? So if you're a company and you operate 
you know, in several different geographical markets. You got to understand that somebody who's doing the search, they're more likely to search for a service that pertains to their specific location, right? So if you have several offices located all, all across the country, or even if, you know, you're maybe you're in like Georgia or something, and there's a ton of different counties within there, you know, it would make sense for you to kind of have a dedicated landing page for that specific user when somebody is searching in that area. Talk to us a little bit about competitive analysis. I know this is a big uh, topic for you when you go in and do an initial SEO strategy. What do you do with uh, a competitive industry? Where do you, where do you start? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, depending on the industry that you're in, certain industries will be naturally more competitive than others. Um, so when we're creating an SEO strategy, it's very important for us to keep this in mind because this will really dictate, you know, how competitive of a keyword we can target um, and, you know, just where we can kind of carve our space in, in the niche. The best way to go about doing this is to kind of just take a look at your actual top competitors and seeing you know, you can use certain tools to do this, but basically see what is working for them, what types of content is working for them, how authoritative is their brand relative to yours. And then from there, you know, say you're a new player in the industry and you're competing against the big national giants, you might want to target keywords that are a lot less competitive, a lot more long tail types of keywords, we call them, um, because they're just a lot less competitive and they can kind of get you some, some of the low hanging fruit. And that's very different than if you're a bigger brand and, you know, you already have a lot of trust in the industry, right? You kind of have to, to take a look at the overall landscape and then kind of craft out your strategy accordingly based on where you, you are positioned. Thanks for um, digging into that. Uh, you mentioned some tools to help with keyword research, competitive analysis, et cetera. Um, maybe you can share with our listeners the tools that uh, you like to use on a daily basis. Sure. Yeah. So some of the, some of the major ones. Um, so first of all, you, you want to make sure that you're using, you're taking advantage of all the, the actual free tools that are provided by Google because you know, there are a lot of them and those are kind of, you know, the most important ones. So one Google analytics, you want to make sure that you're, you're actually tracking the people who are visiting your website because from there, once you know, you know, who is coming to your site, you know, what their behavior is, it helps you identify all the different holes and potential opportunities moving forward. You know, you can see what kind of content that you already have on your site that is really resonating with your audience and which ones are complete flops that need to, you know, you need to go back and kind of reevaluate. So Google Analytics, that's, you know, that's a priority. Um, another one in terms of just like being able to identify keywords and, you know, any technical type SEO things on your website um, is Google Search Console. Uh, you can just verify any website with Google Search Console. You know, most of the time it goes hand in hand with analytics. So it, it's a pretty easy setup if you already have analytics on your site. But that will let you actually see all the different search queries that people are actually typing in when they land on your website. This type of information is very valuable. It's like a, it's like a gold mine, pretty much. You basically have unlimited amounts of data that you can kind of um, work from and readjust your content strategy based on the keywords that you know are already working. Absolutely love that. And then I know we have um, some paid tools too that we use. Um, SEMrush we use, uh, Ahrefs we use. And uh, these are some good tools too. Uh, there are 
free uh, versions or, or limited versions. Uh, but when we're doing overall SEO strategy, implementation, research, everything, we're using some of these great paid tools to really take it up a notch from there. Um, but as, right. Dan, yeah, as Dan mentioned, um, for people that are uh, looking to just get into this, Google has some great free tools. And I absolutely love Search Console. And as, as Dan just mentioned, it's going to show you what keywords your website or individual URLs on your site are ranking for and also the position that they're ranking for. So that is a gold mine of data. You can go through and look at maybe where you're in the 10 to 20 spot in Google, uh, go back to that individual page and re-optimize it for a term, and then all of a sudden jump up to the top of search results and, and drive more traffic and drive more leads. Let's transition a little bit. Oftentimes we'll get somebody that uh, just wants their website optimized and we do a, a one-time project and we get them to a point where they have a good strong foundation. But then unfortunately with SEO constantly changing, uh, as you mentioned earlier, there's algorithm updates. Google always is changing the game. Uh, competitors are often updating and improving their website. So it's constantly shifting. SEO really isn't a one-time event, is it? Right. Yeah, I always like to think of SEO as an ongoing process rather than a one-time event. Just because, you know, the industry, even if, if you're not changing, the whole landscape around you is changing, whether that be Google kind of just changing the game or your competitors kind of trying to leapfrog you, right? It's a competition. It's like, it's like I said, it's like a game. You know, if you say you do SEO really, really well for, for a little while and you do get yourself to the top, you ba you're basically just painting a target on your back, right? Your competitors want that search traffic. They see that you're at the top. So what are they going to do? They're not just going to sit there. They're going to kind of up their game as well. And then, you know, from there, um, it'll only be a matter of time before, you know, you start to fall off the rankings, right? So you constantly have to innovate. You constantly have to kind of understand the SEO landscape around you, um, understand what Google is doing, understand what your competitors are doing, and then um, respond accordingly, right? If you do the same thing today that you did back in 2012, your site will be banned from Google so fast, you, you know, your head would spin. <laughs> yeah, and, and I know back in 2012, we, we, we saw this a lot. We saw sites with duplicate content issues, with keyword stuffing, with singular focus keywords, with crafting URLs and stuffing keywords into there. Um, and what worked then will get you banned today. So it's constantly changing. And you need somebody that, that truly understands these updates. And, and Dan, I'm going to give you some kudos here. In our company, you're, you're the one that stays abreast on all of this. You're looking at uh, webmaster blogs all the time. You're testing things out. You're trying things. You're part of SEO groups where um, people are talking about new algorithm changes and how that impacted them and sharing tips and secrets and best practices. But that's why ongoing SEO support is so vitally important because the game is changing every single day. Historically, Dan, one thing that really hasn't changed uh, in the SEO world is the importance of content and original content. Talk to us a little bit about why having and building a ongoing original content strategy is important for SEO. Right. You know, it's like you mentioned, you know, Google is changing the game. And, and changing their algorithm, but the core fundamentals will never change. You know, think about what Google's main goal is. Their goal is to provide the very best answer to whatever you typed in that will never change. 
every algorithm update that they make is to help them do that more effectively and to stop people from gaming the system. You know, technically, as long as you're somebody who is creating that original content and being that best resource for the users who are typing something in, then, you know, you really don't have to worry about a, a, an algorithm update hitting you. You know, you don't have to worry about Google banning your site, right? You're just providing the best resource. You're just giving Google exactly what they want. All that stems from having this original content strategy. And then on top of that, um, just, you know, aside from, from the SEO benefits of that, right? Yeah. You, it, if you're providing a service, you're, you're eventually going to need to sell it, right? You know, when somebody finds your website, um, they're going to need to trust you, right? If they if, say you were ranking number one and they went to your site and your page was just nothing but, you know, stuffed keywords and it doesn't really add any value, then, you know, they're not going to convert anyways. So that's kind of why having that, that original content strategy and just kind of providing a lot of value and being very helpful is ultimately the best SEO strategy that you can do. Yeah, and earlier you mentioned something that really stuck out is that people are going to Google and Bing and Yahoo and other places to ask questions oftentimes, and content plays into that perfectly. So think about your services, think about your products, think about the problems that your services and products solve, and write content around that. And that is a great way to soft sell your, your, your service or your product but also a great way to attract your target audience or attract people that um, may not know that they're even looking for your service or product right now, but are just looking for a general solution to a problem. So absolutely amazing way to, to build your audience, build your business and, and drive sales. Now, Dan, I know that not all content is really created equally. Uh, what we can't do is duplicate content. We can't go out and find content of elsewhere and just repurpose it for our website. Google will know that it's not original. Uh, but then also the content uh, that we found to be what we call long form content oftentimes drives better search results for us. Can you explain the content or the topic of long term content, what that really means? Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of been um, an SEO thing for the past several years where you know, many studies have shown that, you know, the longer format content, so like the meteor types of comprehensive guides, articles like that, that are, you know, 1500 to, to 2000 words are the ones that are performing the best in search results. You know, initially you would think that's, you know, Hey, people have short attention spans that, that, that wouldn't work. No one would want to pay attention to a post like that, but, you know, we're consistently finding that these longer posts that are more comprehensive that are more helpful and kind of completely cover a full topic. These are the ones that can rank the highest for their main search phrase, but also just drive the most traffic because since they are so comprehensive, they can rank for all the different subtopics all within the same page. You know, it's really not uncommon for us to see one long form article rank for hundreds or even thousands of different keywords, which ultimately allow it to bring the most traffic back to your site. Yeah, and a great example of this, I want to share a specific example of something that you did for one of our clients. So we work with clients in all different types of industries and have a few uh, clients in franchise sales. So they are a company that sells franchises. Uh, one of those leads can be extremely lucrative for them. So if they convert a sale of a new franchise, that's a lot of money. 
So what Dan did is researched this particular franchise industry and looked at what people were actually searching for. And he built just this amazing post in working with our writers that was about 2,000 words, detailed and covered all of these different uh, search questions people were entering into Google related to this industry. And he published this post and we, and we used social media and a little social paid promotion to uh, get the content in front of uh, as many people as we could up front. But month one, it didn't have a ton of traffic. Month two really started to pick up. And then on month three, this particular post earned something called a rich snippet or a featured snippet in Google. So when somebody was conducting a search, it showed up above organic search results and, and we, an excerpt from this great long form article was pulled right into search results. And once that happened, the traffic to their website absolutely skyrocketed. They're to a point now where they're getting six to 700 potential prospects a month just to this one article. It takes a little bit of time, but because of the in-depth keyword research and the work that Dan and our writing team did uh, on this article, they're getting a ton of leads uh, in. And these people, not all, not all 600 are converting, um, but if even 1% of these people convert, that is a huge windfall. So um, Dan, awesome job on that. But uh, you know, I share that example, not to toot your horn or, or our horn, but just show the business impact that a well thought out piece of content, original content and long form content can actually have on business outcomes. There's a real, real uh, business case for uh, investing in this type of search engine optimization. So great work. Thanks. Let's uh, kind of wrap things up. We talked a lot about um, what to do with SEO, why SEO is important, why content's important. On the flip side, let's talk a little bit about how you know if your search engine optimization efforts are working or not. What are you actually looking at? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, one of the most important SEO factors that, that we want to look at, you know, is, you know, what actually is working. We want to be able to measure these SEO results before we, you know, go and, and test new things, right? We got to, if we're ever going to be able to tell if something is effective, we need to be able to measure who is actually interacting with the content that we're creating. So, you know, the best way to determine if your SEO is working is through, you know, Google, using Google Analytics to actually measure the actual organic traffic is not always just about the keyword rankings. You know, keyword rankings are great. They, you know, they're, they can be a pretty good leading indicator. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that people are actually visiting our website. If you're to rank number one for any keyword and it doesn't bring any traffic, then what's the point, you know? So that's kind of the main thing. And then aside from that, you know, there's other things that we can look at. Just um, obviously we want to make sure that once they are on our website, we want to track their path to see if they're actually converting. You know, are they landing on these high conversion pages? Like, are they landing on, you know, your contact us page? Are they filling out these, these forms? Ultimately, that is how we determine if our SEO strategy is effective. Yeah, that's terrific. So much gold in, in what you just said there. Number one, it's, it's not about keyword ranking. So as Dan mentioned, if you rank number one for a keyword or phrase that you think is important, but no one uses, who the heck cares? It's not going to drive any business impact for you. On the flip side, 
if you don't rank number one for a term, but you rank in the top, uh, you know, five or 10 for 300 other terms, that might be a way more valuable. You might get way more traffic using that strategy. And that's why we don't want to focus in on just one or two terms. We want a holistic uh, strategy. And then, uh, Dan, the one thing too that you pointed out is, yeah, tr um, traffic is a nice leading indicator, but we need to look further. We need to look at the path that people are taking and make sure that we're not just getting more traffic, but we're getting the right traffic. So we need to make sure that uh, the people that we are attracting are looking for the products or services you sell and are taking that next step to, uh, to purchase. So Dan, I, I wanna thank you so much for your insight on today's episode. I hope everyone listening uh, got a few good takeaways and um, maybe Dan to sum things up, if there's one thing that you do want people to take away from uh, the discussion today, what is that? I think that really SEO is an ongoing process and not a one-time event, right? The industry is constantly changing every single year. Every single year, despite how many years I've been doing this, I'm still learning new things about SEO. Every single time a new update happens, every single time and we create a new piece of content, you know, every single time we do something new, I'm learning something new that I didn't know before despite how much I've done it before. So the fact that the game is constantly changing and SEO is an ongoing process, that's probably the, the biggest takeaway. And then aside from that, um, you got to think about what Google really wants. And their main goal is to be, to provide the very best results on the internet for, you know, whatever you're searching and your job, if you want to be successful in SEO is to be that, to provide the best resource through your content. Perfect. Thank you, Dan. Our job at Barker here is to uh, help make all this easy for you. So uh, we have amazing professionals like Dan who really spend time learning, honing their craft and constantly improving. So if you're listening today and you'd like to be more visible in search results, you'd like to get more traffic from Google, you'd like to drive more business, you'd like to be more visible to your target audience, reach out to us. Give us a call. Our phone number at Barker is 888-576-6100. We'd be happy to help. And the great news is that all of these things that we talked about don't have to cost an arm and a leg. We've got ongoing SEO strategies and monthly packages that start at $650. And that example I shared earlier of the franchise company where we're driving 600 to 700 very interested people to their website from one article, they're using that program. $650 and it's driving a ton of traffic and a ton of value to their website. And we'd be happy to share those tactics, those strategies uh, with anyone. Just, just give me a call. You can visit our website at barker.com. That's B-A-R-Q-A-R.com. And then if you are listening today, I want to encourage you to hit that subscribe button and you can make sure that uh, this podcast and future episodes shows up in your preferred podcast player. Dan, thank you again so much for your time, your insight, and your guidance. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.